Welcome to Hot Weekly. Hello, everyone. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. And this is Haunt Weekly, a weekly podcast. A weekly podcast for the haunted and attraction and haunted entertainment industry. Why I stumbled there, I have no idea. But whether you're, you're an actor owner week. or just playing I know. <laughs> Actually I said it like two days ago. <laughs> but whether you're an actor owner or just playing aficionado, we aim to be a podcast for you. And as if you couldn't tell, we have Japes with us again. Japes Palace is in the house again to continue yeah, our conversation about that's no, all right. About, sorry I missed you guys the other day. It's quite all right. You know, it, it, it's not like it's the busy season. Yeah. It's not like we're all doing stuff right now, you know, running haunts and visiting haunts and all that jazz. So, yeah, I think we have all the reason in the world to have scheduling conflicts. <laughs> but he is here this week to continue the conversation about acting and actor training. Specifically, we're looking at management systems this week. How to manage your actors. How, how to, also known as herding cats, I believe, is the uh, other common name. Yeah, I, w- I wish I was talented enough to her- herd cats. Uh, actors are, <laughs> actors are uh, uh, yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> this will be very interesting. I, I have two cats in this house. I'll be very interested in learning the techniques he describes. Um, <laughs> but first off, as we've been talking about, we wanted to do a little bit of news every episode through haunt season because we're getting pounded with a lot of it as it's coming in. And first thing, we're going to talk about a story we touched on briefly last week, and it's a bit of a mea culpa for me. Yeah. Uh, because I said Hell's Gate last week because I had Hell's Gate on the brain, but it's the gates of hell. We really need to do that trademark episode at some point while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we really need to get on that one. Um, but yes, in Las Vegas, where an actor was, I believe, elbowed in the face or was decidedly punched. Um, it was both. Oh, yeah. elbow damage. I think that's why was, you're confused. Yeah. Right. The elbow. The elbow happened first. Then the the actor confronted the person and was punched. Right. Got it. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. So yes, this happened at the gates of hell. I will get it right this time in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, for those who don't know where <laughs> Las Vegas is, uh, I state. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Knowing Louisiana's naming towns, they probably have a Las Vegas, Louisiana well, they've got somewhere. A Baghdad, they've got an, an Atlanta, they've got yeah. a, Montgomery. Montgomery, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you might have a point. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was really, when we were talking about it, we're like, we have to talk with Japes about this because he's, he's the actor dude. Um, he's going to have some thoughts on this. So Japes, lay it, lay it on us, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess when I read about this, number one, I was even surprised to see it in the national news, or you know that it was that it was really being reported at all. Because yeah. frankly, I mean, getting hit in a haunted house is like a almost a nightly occurrence. Sadly, oh um, yeah, and it is common, even among the best actors, even among the best designed haunts, it still does sometimes happen. I mean, yeah. I mean, actor. I mean, sorry, customers. Rather, are they? Yeah. They they can be. I don't know what it is about. You know, they get into a haunted house and they think, well, we got to go mess with the actors. You know, people pay twenty five dollars to go mess with you know the kids. Um, well, you know, we we actually heard that, and and uh, when we were going to the Chamber of Horrors here locally, um, <laughs> the eighteen people like upset about the price of eighteen dollars a ticket. 
Probably because they were having to pay cash, and no one likes paying cash. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, they made a joke, though, saying, well, for this much money, we should be able to punch them all in the face as we go. It's like, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, it's, the- it's, I mean, it's crazy to me. Like, you think about it, like, if you go to a play, you're not allowed to get up on the stage and pat- punch the actors, you know? If you, <laughs> oh, if you wait, go to you're a- not? If you go to a concert, oh, <laughs> unless it's Gigi Allen, you're not supposed to be punching anybody, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Customers are weird. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, it's it's just such a common, you know, common thing that, you know, it's something that we talk about all the time. You know, what? Right. how do you avoid this from happening? How do you prevent it from happening? Well, even I, as a front-of-line actor, have taken a few hits. Front-of-house actor <coughs> have taken hits. Though that was admittedly when I had my back turned to the door and people got too scared and ran the wrong way out of the haunt because we had terrible haunt design that year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was our second year. We've been doing it a little while. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the thing is, though, that's, in my opinion, like, that's that's the part of your job as yeah. a line actor. I agree. Like, you, you, when I... When I'm walking down the line and somebody comes up to me and says, hey, there's some people over there and they are really rowdy, I go straight for them. And yeah. I go over there and I, I start I start, <clears throat> excuse me, I start pretty easy on them, but then I kind of increase it and just keep pushing their buttons and trying to set them off. I try to antagonize them because I would rather that they swung on me uh, in the line where security can easily, quickly get them out than you know, to swing on one of my actors who – it may take a little while to get them out, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, right. and, and I'm going into it also with a defensive stance. I'm going into it already knowing there's a good possibility that this person is going to try to punch me, whereas the actor in the house has no idea what they've been doing out in the line. Um, right. So, you know, if, yeah, if, you're, if you're in security or you're, you know, you're in the front of your house, you have to be maintain, mo- yeah. monitoring yeah, and that is, that's one of the things that really bothered me about the story was the owner in the original article said they were acting drunk. We shouldn't have let them in. Right. Yeah. Then why did you? Exactly. And, I mean, we, we do – I know out here we do a lot of walkthroughs. I, don't, I assume that's a strategy that, most, that lots of haunts use. If there's, a, so. if, if there's a group that you – know, there's a group that looks really, really rowdy and they're acting wild and stuff – then you, you send a security guard through with them. You know, you send right, somebody yeah. through at the back mm-hmm. of the group and, you know, that generally. Or if there are two right haunt reviewers that you want to make sure are all by themselves, you send them. We've had that happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but we have had the, uh, actually this year at Necropolis 13, Yeah, the uh, security guy was there for the really, really inebriated person in front of us. And also at Fright Trail, the guy that mentioned he had a taser. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Words you never say in haunted houses for two hundred, Alex. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Did they let them? Did they let him go through? The guy who said he okay. had a taser. So what happened yeah, was we were in the haunt, and one of the actors had a taser, and he was making it flash, and so that they thought it was a camera. So the people in our group stopped and posed for the taser because that's what you <laughs> do. Stopped and posed for the taser. Yes. Things haunters say. Make this a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so then as they're going around, they're like, it's not a camera. It's a taser. And it's like, oh, I'm, my girlfriend's got one of those. And then so it wasn't clear if it was on them or if it was at home or where. So then, yeah, they stopped the whole group and had to make sure that the uh, taser was not on their person at the time. Which it was not. Right. Okay. But yeah, it was well handled, but it's still, it's like, yeah. 
there's just things you don't say in a haunted attraction. It's on the list. It's like being at TSA and saying, wow, this place is the real bomb. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I, you got you to gotta see those people in line. You have to see them in yeah. line. And, and like I said, you have to have talented, talented people that are doing line entertainment that know how to go over and mess with them and, and, and know that, okay, these, these people could swing on me. And I've had people that, you know, I start pushing their buttons and whatever, and, and they're fine. And I'll kind of be like, listen, you know, you guys are having, it looks like you're having a good time. You're really into the show and stuff. I know you, you told a couple of my actors, you know, that you'd punch them in the face, but I can see that you're, you're cool now, you know, that you're not, that you didn't really mean it, that you were just talking mess. You know, I need you, I need to know that you're going to be cool. And usually, you know, they, they kind of, they chill out a little bit and they laugh and they go, oh man, yeah, we were just messing with them. Da, 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 da. Um, and you can you can gauge the difference between somebody who's just going to be aggressive and somebody who is just like being goofy in line, you know. I agree. Yeah. And and, and certainly, you know, if they're really drunk and they're barely able to stand and whatever, uh, they don't have any reason to go through the haunted house. It's just yeah. not gonna it's not gonna end well for them. It's not gonna end well for the actors. So, you know, if they're too drunk to really walk, just get them out. You know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. I agree completely. And I know now, you, one you, thing. Go go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I, I think you had a, a point off that, off the alcohol thing. Yeah, well, well, uh, yeah, I know. It's funny. Every time I listen to the podcast and I hear you talk about alcohol, uh, I could see it's like something that just drives you nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but, I mean, I've, you know, the past uh, five or six years, uh, the haunt that I, you know, haunts that I was working for, um, we serve beer right in line, you yeah. know, and people were, you know, get, you know, people were drinking like crazy and, you know, we get, you know, once they get to the front of the line and they have to get rid of it, you know, we're, we're encouraging them to chug it, you know? Um, yeah. so it doesn't, it doesn't bother me as much if you can see that that person, those people are able to, to, to maintain, I guess, yeah. you know? And, and there's a vast difference between a couple of beers. And, like, one of the things we did in our alcohol episode was talked about, like, the House of Shock locally, which sells beer and wine and mixed drinks on site, yeah. and how they use that also as a metric and a way to control intake. Mm-hmm. Basically, you'd have to be yeah. extremely wealthy to get really drunk at the House of Shock. But the problem is, <laughs> as we found out this year, some people pregame pretty hard. Yeah. But, um, but one thing with this article and the story that really upset me was that there was no clear view on the security cameras. Yeah, and and um, you, I believe you stated that, and I, I didn't read it in the article, but <clears throat> they are a touch house. Um, yeah, from what you had stated, which, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No. Um, <clears throat> if you're a touch house, you need to be able to see every square inch, everything. Well, yeah, because, and basically, then they're now also being accused of sexual assault, basically. Right. So exactly. Actors, so. And now there's it's 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 she said she said quite literally, mm-hmm. yeah. And that doesn't help anyone. No, not I mean, at all. If they're if if your if your actors are going to be touching people, you have to see what they're doing. And uh, you know any any touch haunt that I've ever heard of has very strict rules about where you can or cannot touch. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like you're not touching people on the chest. That's not a good idea. <laughs> no bathing you know? suit areas. Yeah, no right, bathing exactly. Suit areas. You know. Um, you know, maybe the head, maybe shoulders. You know, maybe like lower legs, whatever. I, I've, I've never, I've never run a touch haunt, and and uh, I, I have mixed feelings about it. I, I think if you want to incorporate touch into a haunt, the best way to do it is with props like feathers and things like that. Yes. Rather than gripping, because a you get more alien sensations that way, 
and also far less lawsuits. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, but yeah, so that yeah, the whole situation <coughs> has me frustrated. And like you said, to see it getting pretty broad news coverage, like I said, blew my mind too because people get tagged all the time in haunts. It's unfortunate. It is something that happens even to the best haunts. Right. And the other thing is from this story is that there was a fundamental lack of systems in place because the um, the actress should not have been the one to try to escort the guest out. Absolutely not. Absolutely Agreed. not. And and you know you um, uh, last week you mentioned uh, Jonathan mentioned uh, you know retreat space having some place to go into, and uh, and I mean that's that actress needed a place to to retreat to. And get out and exit and go get security right away. And right. never, ever should have tried to put her hands on the customers to remove them. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, just, I mean, just logistically think about it. You got two people here and you're going to, your one person is going to bring them out. That doesn't make right. any sense. Um, no. So I don't know if she was going against their policies the way that they would normally handle that, or if they didn't have any policies in place or, you know, what the well, situation was. Well, if they did have policies in place, they weren't made clear to the actors. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This, this whole thing is like a meltdown on every level, basically, is what it comes down to. Well, and, the, you know, the other thing, too, is, is, you know, is, is you need to have a buddy system. Like, I don't ever feel comfortable having one actor in a room. Um, mm -hmm. It needs to be two, you know, so they can look out for each other so that if somebody is getting punched – somebody can get security really fast or, you know, and, and people are less, less um, apt to punch you if there's two people in the room. If it's right. one, it's easy to say, Oh, I can totally get away with this, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, I think there was, yeah, there was a lot of failures. It sounds like, you know, in, in this particular situation. And yeah, right. this is, this is why policies, procedures, actor training, all that stuff matters. Yeah. It's what it boils down to. Yeah, absolutely. I agree completely. Okay, so now let's talk about Hell's Gate. That's right. We're going from <laughs> Gates of Hell to Hell's Gate. <laughs> yes. This one's um, in Lockport, which is Chicago, let's be honest. Um, um, and they had a, a bit of a rough weekend, is my understanding. Uh, it was a madhouse. Um, I was there on Saturday. And, uh -huh. uh, yeah, so this is a prime case of good marketing gone bad. Um, we've been talking about the Hell's Gate uh, trailer, my, myself and my partner, and a lot of other haunt people uh, that I talk with here in Chicago. Right. We've been talking about this trailer for you know about a month since it came out. And mm -hmm. it is some of the best social marketing, social media Project. marketing that yeah, I've ever I seen. I agree with that, and yeah, sort of, we had heard about it here. So yeah, you know, <laughs> all the way down to New Orleans. And to recap, the the premise is everyone knows the haunted attraction, urban legend, the house with thirteen stories. It's so scary that if you make it through, they give you a hundred bucks, they give you a ticket free, but you got to go uphill both ways through the snow. Um, right. You know <laughs> that haunt. Everyone's heard that legend. It, the haunt never existed. It, it's not real. It's never been real anywhere. But Hell's Gate is playing off of that legend. And and the thing that's so great about it is uh, John, John LaFlamboy is um, probably well of, of the people I know. He's he's probably the most he, he's the most talented uh, haunt person that I know. Um, he's a, a phenomenal manager, owner, 
actor, um, business person, just uh, mm -hmm. an amazing person. And and what I what gets me about it is it's he's not in a costume. He's just standing in front of the gates and he's telling it like it's, you know, telling this, you know, oh, you know, you've all heard about this haunted house. Well, you know, it closed down in 1985. It's like totally mm -hmm. matter of fact. Right. It's not like he's trying to do any kind of hype. He's just saying, oh, yeah, it closed down and we're, we're bringing it back. Like yeah. very, very matter of fact without a whole bunch of backstory and hype. And I'm telling you, the day after that trailer came out, um, two people from, from my partner Andy's work came up to him. And they, they, they don't work in haunted houses, um, but they know he does. And they came up to him and they were like, oh, dude, did you hear they're bringing Hell's Gate back? You know, and it's it, 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 it was perfect. It's exactly, you know, like it's exactly like the kid who liked seven or eight years ago came up to me and said, oh, I went to this haunted house and it was two stories tall and da 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 da. And I was like, look, man, I've been working in haunts for a long time. I'm going to give you one chance to take that back before I call you out. Um, <laughs> but they but that's how they said it was like, oh, my God, they're bringing it back. This thing that we've heard about for so long, it's coming back. And and what happened was <laughs> the, <laughs> the response was too big. Yeah. It, yeah. And it, it was the response. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the response to the marketing was huge. Like I said, we heard about it down here. I don't think I didn't think we heard about it from you. No. Which if we heard about it from you, it would make sense. But no, no yeah. we heard about it on our own, you know, um, which is pretty damned impressive. But they also had a Groupon campaign going, which sold exceedingly well. Mm -hmm. I think it sold over a thousand units. Right. And the Groupons were only available through the night. So for that, that one weekend. That one weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking at the website right now. And I mean, the, I know just on Facebook alone, the Hell's Gate trailer got seven, uh, about 7,000 views, over almost 8,000 views. Yeah. Right. Um, and they sold 1,000 Groupons? 1,000 Groupons. And there was two Groupons. There was a single and a double. So assuming they split 50-50, they sold about 50, at least 1,500 tickets over Groupon. Yeah. So, I mean, they did real, real well. But that that hurt them because logistically, um, they they couldn't handle it. They just couldn't yeah. handle it. And I mean, the buses were the 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 place is so out in the middle of nowhere that parking takes place about a mile away. Yeah, um, the, um, uh, the the metro station. Exactly. So people have to park there, and then the buses come in and bring them in. And my understanding was that you know there was there was like an hour long wait just to get on the buses and then the buses right. got them there. And then there was like another two hour wait. I've, I've heard people saying that they were there for four hours, yeah. um, which that's too long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That you, I mean, there's no, there's no haunted house in the world. That's so good that after you wait four hours, you go through and go, Oh my God, that was totally worth the wait. You know? Right. And, well, I mean, it, we, we had this conversation every year about the house of shock. Because the yeah. House of Shock, even though it's a very, very good haunt, does have incredibly long wait times. In fact, it takes so long to go through that even on a not busy night, we can drive 70 miles away to um, Tickfall, north of Hammond, and back again and visit, and visit Rise, do Zombie Paintball, and come back in the same amount of time from mm -hmm. a haunt that's like 13 miles away. So it's always the same issue there, too. And that's one of the things that I don't think a lot of haunts put 
a lot of thought into is how, you know, they're using their customers' time. Well, I, I, I experienced a haunt um, this past, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, um, <clears throat> where I started to get really frustrated because the actors were intentionally blocking and they were intentionally oh. sending people into, into dead ends. And they were doing it because they wanted to make sure that the haunt seemed like it was 40 minutes. Right. Um, and I was really angry because it was my first stop. And I still had two other haunts I was going to check out. Yeah, yep, we've been there. We've been exactly there. And I mean, I knew I, knew I was going to be there for a while because I have a lot of friends there. Um, but then, you know, I would have cut my time short talking with them if I had known that I was going to be in the haunt for 40 minutes. Um, and I did miss, I ended up missing the last haunt that I was supposed to see because of that. And, and I agree, you have to be mindful of the customer's time. Um, and, yeah. and, you know. And but, it's also bad for the haunt because when a customer is in a queue line, they're not spending money. Right. They're not, right. not making anything. Yeah, I mean, dep well, depending on how you have it set up. <laughs> well, well, most haunts don't yeah. have not selling anything in the queue line. Right. Um, it, not at least not through the entirety of the queue line. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's it can be very very it could be a bad deal for the haunt too. But yeah, I, so I, the, I, the aftermath of this mess though. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, absolutely. So that yeah. So they. Um, so because. Now, I guess there's a little, I guess a little background that I should say. This is a, a passion project for the Zombie Army uh, crew. This is something they've been working for, working on for a long, long, long time, um, mm -hmm. like many, many, many years. And uh, one of the reasons that I think, um, you know, John is such an amazing owner is because he he collaborates and he works with his team, and it's not the John show. It's not, okay, John wants this and John wants that. It's like, they've been planning this thing for years and sharing ideas and building off of each other's ideas. And so this is a, this is their baby um, that they've right. been, they've been trying to give birth to for many, many years. And um, because of the long lines um, and uh, I mean, frankly, they were doing larger groups than I think they intended um, obviously to, to get people through. Um, the show quality suffered and because the show quality suffered, um, they wanted to make it right. And so this past, uh, well, I think on Monday I, I read it, they have offered anybody who has their receipt from that opening weekend, uh, that they can come, they, they'll set up an extra time for people to come through. Um, so basically they're giving them a free extra show to show them that no, the show is really good. Um, right. Which, I mean, I think it's incredibly bold and extremely uh, thoughtful to the customers, um, and I, I it it shows the the level of commitment that they have to their show. And, I think. And and I read your uh, Facebook post about it, and you said something that a I think was entirely accurate, entirely right, but also something very very disheartening to me. Um, <laughs> And that was that most haunts or a lot of haunts would have ignored this. And you're absolutely right in saying that. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I will agree with you 110% that Hell's Gate is going above and beyond what most haunts do. But that's because in some ways we're still not a very good industry. Mm -hmm. We're sometimes not very customer-centric or customer-friendly when we should be. Right. Um, we, we, we have struggles in that area. I, I think, though, the, the change I would make in their case, and I've been following the comment thread, I think they did make a few... Um, flubs and handling it 
One is the post in which they were talking about the issues. They said, email us for more information. They did not provide the email address. <laughs> okay. um, it's, it's a simple flaw, I admit, but it, it happens. But I think they need to look at, in some of these cases, possibly issuing refunds. And I know the R word is a poisonous word to the haunt industry, but in reading the comments and in reading what these people are saying, some of them cannot partake in a second show. Some of them do not want a second show. And this offer literally does nothing to help them. And it's just, it's, they, it's going to continue to drive some bad press for them that they don't need, especially as they're trying to start out. I mean, right now on Facebook, they're at a 2.9 out of 5 stars. They've right. been hammered the one-star reviews since this. Well, so the the other piece of this that I that I've experienced was, you know, uh, several years ago, I I helped to manage uh, Rob Zombie's Great American yeah. Nightmare while it was here in Chicago, and mm-hmm. we were informed by our producer that we were going to do about four thousand people our opening night. Now. We've done crowds like that. We've we've handled that before. It was a big one, and and you know for an opening night, that's ridiculous, you know. But right. you know, Rob, Rob Zombie was playing, and so you know he was going to play his concert, and then everybody would come through. Um, and what we really didn't plan well for was the fact that in a night where you do four thousand people, that's four thousand people staggered over, you know, set from seven o'clock till eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock. So over the over the course of like five hours, four thousand people, that's doable. But when the concert ends and all three thousand people that didn't go through earlier are now in line and <laughs> drunk and high and all right. amped up from seeing Rob Zombie, and things aren't the logistics aren't taken care of, you end up with a lot of problems. And yeah, <laughs> and our show never really recovered Uh, we got horrible reviews and we never really recovered and i think that by acknowledging the fact that they had you know the fact that hell's gate is acknowledging the fact that they had those and really reaching out to people to say hey look give us a second chance um that does give them an opportunity to earn back the trust of some and it does and it, it is far and you are right it is far more than many if not most haunts would do right i do think they should can and should go further um but it's definitely more than most haunts would do and that's 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 in when you said that i just kind of like felt a little dead inside because <laughs> i realized how right you were and that yeah. made me so sad um, from a PR standpoint, this is oddly enough my degree is in advertising and PR. Yeah. <laughs> so the advice I would give from a PR standpoint is I would, in addition to what they've done, this the very, very special cases, and you can go through the comments on Facebook and find these special cases trivially. Um, yeah. Consider offering refunds. I wouldn't make it a blanket offer, but just to the ones that are especially upset and especially damning. And then also outline the specific steps of change they're taking. Um, what are, are they getting more shuttles? Are they, you know what I mean? The exact right. steps they're doing. What mm-hmm. are we doing to fix the problem? Yeah, communicate. Because here's the thing. This is, this is what we refer to as a uh, PR disaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to recover from a PR disaster, what you do is overshare. Yeah. You share the mundane, boring, stupid crap that you're doing in order to fix the problem and move forward from it. And, People may be bored by it, but they will be reassured by this information. 
So you, there's, you can literally not share too much in this situation. So, you know, my advice there is for them to really get in front of this and talk about exactly what they're doing and how they're repairing it. Well, I, I am definitely going to reach out to them and encourage them to, to, to hear these, you know, these thoughts. I'm, uh, you know, I, I, very much love their crew. Um, I have, you know, plenty, yeah. of, plenty, plenty of friends over there, and I want to see, I want to see them do well. Um, this, it, I've been in the like again. I said I went on Saturday, and I also went to their uh, like friends and family open house. Mm-hmm. This place is insane. It's so ridiculously beautiful and detailed and wonderful. And um, you know, I, I I want everybody to get the opportunity to see what they've yeah. created because it's it is a hunter's wet dream. I mean, it is absolutely <laughs> beautiful in there. And I'll say this: among the reviews, the reviews for the haunt itself, especially the detail work, mm-hmm. were pretty much across the board positive. They have wood floors, real wood floors. Like yeah. they installed wood floorings because they wanted you to be able to walk and feel and hear your feet clicking on the floor and like be in a mansion. It's, I mean, the, yeah, the, the detail's nuts. It's absolutely beautiful. So yeah, that it, it, it sounds like it's a really great haunt. It sounds like they had some struggles, and I, I mean, the thing about it is this: I do believe they can recover from this. It's just going to be they, they've got an uphill climb the rest of the season now. I would say, but there is possibility now. They did also say, and this is for anyone that's listening, that they are no longer uh, limiting the Groupon to the 8th and the 9th. If you had a Groupon and were not able to use it for whatever reason, you can redeem it any night through the rest of the month that they're open. So, yeah, they will continue to honor those, too, so, which I think is a, a very, very good step, too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that brings us to our original topic. <laughs> management systems. Yes, yes. Right. That's this, right. I'm, actually, That's I'm actually really excited about it because, let, let's be straight, I'm not a manager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at all. I never claimed to be. I, I am the son of a manager, but that is as close as I ever got. Well, so see, I, I, I'm eager to hear this. So I never realized I was a manager. Uh, like I've been an actor manager for years, but I guess I never realized what I was doing. I just kind of did it. Um, right. And after doing the Rob Zombie show, I realized, you know, oh, my God, this was a massive, massive show. Uh, we had a huge, you know, massive crew. Uh, and um, and I was doing a lot of stuff. And I, I put in place a lot of different a lot of different things over time. And um, once I started thinking about that, I you know, I sat down and I was like, I, I'd like, I think I'd like to do a seminar on this. And I recommend strongly to everybody. And you, you guys do this on a daily or a weekly basis rather, which I <laughs> appreciate so much is, uh, you know, when, <clears throat> if you think you know about something, sit down and create, uh, like to create a seminar, try and teach people what it is that you do. And, and you guys do this, you know, through your reflection here on the podcast, um, where you're constantly analyzing and, and checking out what, what your, um, what your process is, how, how you do different things. Um, Mm. and I, I recommend to anybody who thinks that they're good at something and it doesn't have to be haunt related, whatever it is. Um, Right. Try to put yeah. together try to put together a class or a seminar on it. Or a blog or a podcast or something, anything. <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah, something. Like your day job, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's literally how I got that's literally how I got to be an expert witness was doing exactly that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I knew a lot. I thought I knew a lot about copyright and plagiarism. I started a blog on it. Now I'm testifying in court. So I'm just saying. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing is you, you're reflecting on your own practice, and that that gives you an opportunity. Like when I started my, when I started putting together this seminar, I was like, ooh, I, I think I got like three bullet points. You know, I got three topics yeah. that I want to go on. And as I started doing it, I was like, but wait, you do this too. Oh, and you do this. Oh, and you do this. Oh my God, you do a lot. Uh, and so, <laughs> I, you know, I realized that I had, I had a lot, I, I think I have a lot to offer in, in regards to management um, because I, I, you know, similar to you, I found that a lot of haunt owners or managers actually aren't <coughs> managers. Um, they right. don't, they don't necessarily know how to manage a team. And a lot of times, you know, like I, I mentioned John from, from zombie army, you know, a lot of times people don't utilize their team. John, I mean, Zombie Army is what it is because of all of the people involved. It's not just John. John's a right. great. John's got a lot of charisma, and he and he can be a great figurehead. But there's a lot of extremely talented people working with him, um, and so you know, I think it's important that we reflect on how we manage, how we set that up, and um, you know, there's some some things that I found that work really well, and <clears throat> I know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was no. going to say, it sounds like that they work more as a complete team. Um, lately, I've been reading some comments from random haunt owners on different places, and they seem very um, negative towards their actors. And I'm just like, how can you how can you say that, especially on open Facebook? That, yeah, one you know, owner is saying something like, do you have problems with your actors being whiny little bitches or something like that? Yeah, I know. And, I and like, it, it's like, I would not work for you. Why right. Why does anybody work for you if that's the attitude you have? Well, I, you think, that, I think, you know, I've... <laughs> I've, I've had the opportunity to meet or talk with or work with uh, big, big haunt producers. Uh, right. And, and one thing that I've found about all of them is they don't care about actors. Actors to them are a dime a dozen, and they kind of look at it as, um, you know, I, I think their business model is uh, I'm going to throw a whole bunch of money into this place, and I'm going to advertise like crazy, and people are going to come. And nobody's yeah. gonna nobody's gonna notice the actors anyway. And sadly, <laughs> sadly, it works pretty. I mean, there there are people that are doing very very well now that I know treat actors like garbage, and that that makes me <sighs> makes me sad. Um, yeah, you know, I I, I would crushing rather, my soul this week, dude. Look, <laughs> uh, reality is a horrible horrible place. Yeah, uh, no kidding. <laughs> I'm going to go get a beer and curl up in the bedroom and cry myself to sleep now. I'm going to go back to the haunt and yeah, my happy place. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it is. It's sad because some people run things that way. But then, you know, I know other people who are, you know, totally actor-driven, and they, they realize that without the actors, they have no show. Um, right. You know, that's – it's just different. It's, you know – I'm I'm fortunate that I'm getting to see haunts this year. I haven't in the past for right. you know for a long time, and this year I think I've been to eight or nine haunts this year. I mean that's like ridiculous. I haven't done this. Right. I think we're we'll this ourselves. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't Keep done this in sixteen years. States. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting to just see how different haunts have different styles and different approaches. Yeah. And um, yeah, 
you know, when you're working on your own show for so long, you kind of just think that this is the way it's done. Um, it's not, so it's nice. I never would have approached it this way. I like this. Um, yeah. Or I don't like this too. You know, I've so, seen approaches that I don't like. Right. Yeah. And that, that speaks a lot to the hierarchy of, of these haunts and that some are very top down driven. Right. And so others seem to be much more flat, I guess you would say. Uh, yeah. I mean, it can, it can work different ways. I'm, I am my personal structure that I prefer is kind of a, I don't, I don't want to say it's top down, but it's very clearly laid out. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I, I build a, you know, an organizational flow chart um, at the beginning of the year so that we can say, okay, you answer to him. She answers to you. And just like, so that everybody knows who to go to if there's a problem. Right. Um, and so I think it's extremely important that you, you define all the roles so that everybody in management understands it first. Um, mm-hmm. Because if, if management doesn't understand it, and I've, I've been to houses, I, I, I did a training at a place. <laughs> I did a training at a place once. Uh, you know, they paid me to, to, to do actor training and I was there and the, nobody was participating. None of the, like I've never in all my years of doing this had such low engagement. And yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on Who here? Put the volume um, in the water. Come on. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So I, I took, so I took a break. Normally I only, during my trainings, I usually take two breaks at this one. I took five or six cause I was ready to kill somebody. Um, <laughs> but by the, like the, the second or third break i was like what is going on here we're taking a break i was like all right you all take a break you already have been so what the hell go ahead and take your break (laughs) um i want to talk to all of the managers right now and all the all the managers came over and i start talking i just look at i just point at each one i'm like what do you do here oh i'm in charge of construction Uh, what do you do here i'm in charge of makeup oh what do you do here i'm in charge of costumes what do you do here uh I'm not really sure. (laughs) I was like, wait, what do you mean you're not sure? I was like, you mean to tell me all of you are here and there's not an actor manager here? You paid me to come in and teach your actors and your managers aren't here to see what I'm saying? I could be telling them whatever I want. I could be telling them when a customer walks through, slap them in the neck. No, like you need somebody there to to, know when they're. Right. You need, you, need, you need somebody there who, who knows what that job is. And they didn't have it because that hierarchy, the, the, the roles, just it wasn't there. They, they, they worked on it and they have fixed it and they're doing really, really well now. Um, right. But I, I mean, I came to the owner after the training. I was like, dude, what's going on here, man? Like nobody, nobody, there's no managers here. How is that possible? Um, and so it's, it's important that you, you have those roles and everybody knows what their job is. Um, and by the way, um, when a customer comes in, slap them in the neck, Jake's palace, hashtag Jake's out of context. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's my, that's the, that's going to be the new trend in haunts. I hope everybody just slap <laughs> people in the neck. <laughs> and it's better than the um, recent political discussions we've been having. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I was actually, during the debate, I was totally expecting him to just slap her in the back of the neck. I was, I was <laughs> yeah. sure that was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm really big on that. And, you know, I, and I've, I've tried to push it at places that I work, I've worked or I've, I've, I've uh, you know, provided advice to or whatever. I, I, I'm very big on it has to – people have to know where the information is coming coming from. Um, right. and, and I, I, I mentioned the last podcast, I rely very, very heavily on my team leads. And I try to, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Google. And I love, you know, and I've, I've learned about how they set things up. And I, I wanted that, I want that collaborative, you know, that collaboration. Um, but in a, a show like this, you know, Haunted House, it's a little different because you can't have that same free flowing uh, hippie vibe that you get from Google. Um, there, still has to, there still has to be people that are really in charge of things. And right. um, yeah. And so, so when something goes wrong, there has to be a person there who's in charge and takes command. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, exactly. Nothing else. You got to have that. Exactly. And I mean, a lot of times, you know, we, we might play the good cop, bad cop thing. You know, the, the team leads are the good, are the good guys. And, you know, they're going to talk to you about how your performance is and stuff. And then I come through and I just tell the, the, the team leads, this is what needs to be fixed. This guy needs to do this. This person needs to do this. This room needs this. And I, they don't hear it from me. I don't, I don't tell them anything until the team lead has told them and told them again, and modeled it for them and shown them what they want them to do. And then if it's still not happening, then I show up. And I think that tends to um, motivate people a little bit more because now, huh. now dad is here, you know? Right. Well, and that's one of those things because setting expectations like that is really crucial. And you got to do it very clearly and early because hot season is not that long, man. We don't have no. a month for you to figure this out. No, no. And, and you have to, yeah, like, like you said, you've got to set those expectations early and say, this is what I expect from you. I need you to do this. And like, and it has, and you know, you get down to such little nitty gritty details. Like what do you do with your water bottles at the end of the night? Or how do you, what do you right. even do with water? Like, does the haunt provide water bottles or is it one of those things where they bring around a ladle and fill up your water bottle? <laughs> I think oh, is insane. Make a note, I want a ladle. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, no, I've, Why not just I've always, I've been, <laughs> I've been fortunate in that the majority of the haunts that I've worked for have always provided water bottles. Yeah. We, we um, provided water bottles. Um, um, that that was, that was part of the, 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 the pre-show, uh, you know, responsibilities that that we had back at Dream Reapers was to fill a bucket full of ice and then slam a bunch of water bottles in there so they had enough to last them the entire night. Um, right. But uh, but you know, uh, so you know, you you want to set all the expectations for the actors uh, and make them very very clear too. You know, and and that means unfortunately a lot of I don't know about you guys, but any haunt that I think has done really well that I've worked for, we do, we do post show meetings after the, after the show, you know, we, we get the actors together. We, you know, talk about what happened during the night and we'll go over those type of expectation things. If we, again, we walked through and there was candy wrappers all over the place or water bottles out or, um, yeah. you know, people not working hard enough or, or, you know, and, but then of course, I don't want to sound like negative Nancy. We also celebrate what, what did go well. Um, 
And, yeah. uh, you know, we've, we always do, we do awards. Um, so every night we're giving away two trophies every single night, um, to, you know, to the, the scarer of the night or I don't, whatever we call it. Um, which, I mean, I've seen kids break down crying. They're like, you know, this is the first time I've ever gotten a trophy, you know, before. Um, these <laughs> yeah, are, and that's these... part of that building that community and safe space, too. Oh, man, it's I, it, it means so much to them. It means so – I've and, got and, people that still – sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's also part of, you know, this industry. We attract people that, you know, oftentimes are on the fringes of society for various reasons. As we talked about last time. Yeah, previously, time. yeah. So, yeah, it plays into that, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, again, you, you generally speaking, and it's changed in the past, I would say, seven or eight years. The, the demographics is, uh, of who have been showing up to work in haunts has changed dramatically from when I first started. But generally speaking, in the past at least, you're, you don't get a lot of football guys. You don't get a lot of you know people that are involved in other extracurriculars where they might have had that success, where they might have gotten trophies or won something. You, know? um, mm-hmm. you tend to have – you know maybe more theater people or people that have not just engaged in extracurricular activities. Um, so they've never won a prize like that, you know? Um, so it, it means, it means a lot to them when they, when they get it. I, I still have people, you know, who, you know, six, seven years ago, Oh yeah, I still have the, 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 the trophy on my mantle and da, 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 da. Like they're, you know, they're, they're into it. You know, it, it means yeah. a lot to people. And, and we, and we liked, you know, we like to recognize them, you know, we wanted to come back and continue to, to do great things, you know, um, you know, it, it always, it always makes me happy when I go to a haunt and I'm walking through and I'm like, Oh man, I remember when that girl started. I remember when that guy started, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's interesting to see all the, the relationships and, and the, you know, the, the people that I knew when they, when they just started their career and now yeah. here they are years later, still yeah. rocking it. And, and getting there, you have to provide that can, as you, I, I think you said it earlier, continued support. It's all about, I, you know, it's funny because I, I couldn't remember if I'd mentioned it in the last episode and I, I had, and, and, and I did. And I, but I wanted to put it into these notes for today because um, it's one of the pieces that I've found missing from some of the haunts that aren't hitting it right. Uh, when I, mm-hmm. you know, the haunts that I've gotten to see, there is not that continued support. Um, you know, they may have given them a training at the beginning of the year and they kind of expect them to just, just, just go off of that. Um, right. But you have to support people during the season. You have to keep reminding them of, remember, we talked about this. Remember, we talked about that and, and, and build them up so they can be successful. You know, I have no problem telling a new person who, who's like, it's their first night in the haunt saying, look, you're going to suck tonight. It's okay. We're going to give, we're going to give you some things to get you started. And I'm going to see how that is going later. And I'm going to give you something else. But you, what, one thing that, that I've learned, it really, it, I can't believe it's taken me this long, but I've learned in the past couple of years is you can't come in and show them exactly how you want it done. Because most likely if you're a talented actor, you're doing a lot of things that you you're showing them a lot of things that you want them to do. And it's just too much. And they look at it and they go, I can't do what you do. I can't do that. I I can't do that. And, and so they, they shut down. So you have to break it into teeny little pieces, give them a little bit. Okay. I want you to work on your body. Don't even bother saying anything. If you want to grunt, you want to make noises. Fine. Go ahead. But 
All I want you to really focus on is how are you using your body? Because that's what people see. You know, they, they see how you're using your body. They're not listening to dialogue. Most people don't hear dialogue unless it's really, really good or it's a, a scene where they're kind of locked in. Um, so you just kind of give them a little bit and then come back and visit them an hour later, check how it's going, give them the next piece. Um, but you can't, you can't give them the whole sandwich at once. You have to give them and, the bread. Yeah and the, and other, then... yeah, and the other element of that is if you wanted them to do it exactly the way you did, you'd replace them with a prop, you know? <laughs> If well, you, you if know, there was one right way to do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. To not, adjust, you know, to not have them adjust. Yeah, exactly. It, it's I was uh, I was at a haunt uh, for when during Chicago Frights, when when they were open, I, I worked at a haunt and this girl was brand new. And I came in and I was like, do all this. And I showed her all this stuff. And then <laughs> I went back to my my space and I realized, oh, dude, you just told her to be you. Um, she's yeah. not you. <laughs> She doesn't look like you. She doesn't have the same physical presence as you. She doesn't have the voice that you do. You just told her everything wrong. And I was like, I went back to her later and I was like, I am so sorry. I was wrong. Um, here's what, here's some thoughts that I'm having that fit you better. Um, and that helped her to be a lot more successful. Um, right. But I was, I was caught up in the moment. <laughs> I was I was actually yeah. just getting to act and not have to do anything else. It was pretty nice. <laughs> that that is a nice feeling when you get, when you go to play and nothing else. It really is a nice oh, feeling. Yeah. When all I, the hard work parts over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I, so good. I'm I'm looking looking forward to working at Hell's Gate next Saturday. So, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I, I, but um, yeah. So uh, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Um, <laughs> You talked about something um, right there and something also in, in the notes um, about constant assessment, going back yeah. every hour, seeing how it's going, seeing if they're hitting the marks. And then, like you said, adding the next piece. Yeah, exactly. You got to check out what they're doing. And, and, and again, you know, I like that hierarchy. I like that big team approach but i also recognize that you know some people don't have a big team like you guys probably aren't going to have five team leads you know no. there's you know an actor manager and you know actor coordinator and five team leads you know we you know we had basically eight people on management um you know for for the rob zombie show um you're not going to have that no. um but whoever is in charge of the actors um needs to get through constantly, constantly and yeah. check how not only, you know, excuse me, not only um, how their performance is, but just how are they feeling? How are they doing? You know, right. knowing when, when they need to take a break yeah. and knowing that, you know, your voice is going to go. If you keep doing what you're doing, it's going to go. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, which I mean, I mean the, as, as an actor and the times I've acted in haunts, that was one of the things I found most frustrating <clears throat> Mm-hmm. was we would get our roles, get our assignments, go to our roles, and then I wouldn't see anyone from management or anyone, sometimes even other actors, yeah. until break room or end of the night. Yeah, no, and that's... And that, is, that is the loneliest feeling, in a way. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't... I could probably work in a room by myself all night just because I could also talk to myself all night. Um, right. so, yeah. so I would be, I would be, I would be okay, but I would be really angry to not see a manager coming through to check on me every so often. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, wh- regardless of whether that manager knows, oh, you know, Japes can handle it. He'll, he'll be fine. I don't care. Like you should be coming through and checking. I, I may need something, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and, who, and again, especially if I'm guest acting at some place, who knows what I'm saying in there? Who knows what I'm yeah. doing in there? You can be slapping I, I them have, in the back of the neck. I could be slapping them in the back of the neck, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I generally I, play the same character, but I always adjust it, you know, d- depending right. on where I'm at. Um, so uh, it's important that people let me know, oh, in our haunt, we don't talk about that. We don't do that, you know. Right. Give me that, give me that feedback. Let me know. Because sometimes I'll push too far. I recognize that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, um, I understand that. I actually am pretty much the actor manager in our little haunt yeah but we divide our duties inside outside front of house and back of house yeah yeah we're very small so um but i'm thinking now that maybe because i can be an intimidating personality (laughs) that maybe i should have a uh a box of some kind where people can say tell me exactly what they think of me and how i can improve that's completely anonymous you know, I I know that I've always tried to ask for feedback. Like I've told people, I'm not yeah. perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. You know, I'm going right. to you know, um, you know, I, I really try to not like like focus or showcase my weaknesses. Obviously, but I but I do like to hear that. And you know, like I'll when I if somebody's not performing the way that I need to, I may ask them like, "Are you not understanding my directions?" Like. What, what can I do to help you to, to be more successful? Because that's what I want to do. And generally, it's hard because they're already intimidated. They're already scared. Yeah. And so then I say, home, as you said. right, exactly. And, and then I'm saying, you know, you know, what do you need from me? Like, and it comes across more like I'm being mean. So maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe a box is a good idea. Like, we do want your, we do want your feedback. We do want your suggestions. Um, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and it, either that or even just like a um, a survey. How did we do on making sure that you had plenty of drinks and food and breaks and you know just a one to five survey that you just check a box as you walk out? Right, and I, I and it's funny because my only fear with that. Uh-huh. Because I think it makes, I think it totally makes sense. But I, I, this is, I, I hope this doesn't come out sounding jerky. But <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes, sometimes, if people don't know that there's anything wrong in the approach, right, and they just accept it as this is the way it is. Uh, and yeah. so I wonder if you're if you're too specific about, oh, did we not get water through enough? Well, maybe then, like, what is too much? How often should they be getting? Should we go through twenty bottles a night? Should we go through three bottles a night? Um, right. But but I think leaving it just open-ended of, you know, a piece of paper, drop it in. What do you think is good? What do you think is not good? Might be a little better because, again, yeah. I, I just – I feel like yeah. when you point out uh, this – could this be better? They're going to be like, oh, yeah, that could be better. I want more of that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and it's, it's especially difficult, though, because this communication between management and actor is very difficult because, A, there's a hierarchy difference there. Which, of course, as yeah. you said, increases intimidation. But it really has to be a symbiotic relationship. It requires two-way communication. You have to give feedback to the actor, and the actor has to tell you what they need. Right. And if they're scared to even talk to you, then we're screwed. Yeah. Right. 
And and I mean the good thing though, like again, I use I use my team leads as kind of the filter. You know, the team leads are the good guys. They're mom. They're really like mom and dad. They're the ones who are caring for them. And then there's the jerk that whatever. I don't I don't know exactly how the roles fit out, but um, it, it, where they should feel comfortable in going to the team leads and talking to the team leads about, I need this, or I need that, or I don't like that this happened, or this person is hitting on me or, you know, whatever complaints they have, they can go there. Um, And then I always make sure that, you know, the team leads are then communicating to me what's going on. Like, I still need to know the pulse of the house. I still need to know where's the drama going to come from. You know, where is it starting to build? Um, Because again, Haunt drama is inevitable. Um, oh, yeah. So if, if if you know if you know where it's starting to build, then you can come up with a team approach. You know where instead of it just being me trying to figure out how am I going to deal with this situation, now it's me and the team lead saying, you know, sitting down and collaborating and saying, okay, well, how do we handle this? You know, do we need to handle it? Is this something that's going to blow over, or is this something that we need to address now? Um, is this a severe? Is this a severe thing, or is it a minor thing? How do we how do we deal with that? So you've got to have the communication up and down between you know certainly the team leads and and the manage the actor managers and and it's it's when you start to jump layers. You know what I mean? Like if an actor is coming right. to me with a problem. It should be because it's an escalated problem. It's because it's something bigger. It's because their team lead is doing something wrong. I, I, I need to know that. And I, you know, I always make sure that people understand it's okay. You can let me know. Like you're, you don't have to like, just stay at that level. If there's a problem with your team lead, come to me. We'll talk about it. We'll see what we can figure out. Um, but, uh, but you know, the, the other piece that I kind of wanted to talk about around communication is a, a lot of places don't think about how they communicate. What are the tools that they use to communicate? And I know a couple years ago, you know, we were, as management, we were sending messages through Facebook Messenger. We were emailing. We were using Google Docs. We were using all these different modes of, com- uh, of communication. Right. And what we started to find was when I was trying to remember what did so-and-so tell me, I couldn't remember if they told me on Facebook or on, you know, through email or through text message. So one thing that's really important is that you learn, you just, you develop a a system of communication amongst your team and you stick to one consistent platform. Can Um, I make a recommendation for that then? I would love a recommendation. I would take a look at Slack. Yes. And the reason and the reason I recommend Slack is because it combines all those elements into one. It's completely searchable, and it's really, really simple to use. I mean, it, it really is easy to use, and it keeps it separate from personal communications, too, I find. And I wish that I worked with a team that was tech-savvy enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Back I to mean, that issue. Oh, God. <laughs> I tried. Uh, I tried. No, <laughs> I tried. I agree a hundred percent. I like Slack. Um, I yeah. like one. Uh, what was it? Wonderlist. I think it yeah. was. There was there was a couple couple other ones. I can't remember because the thing is, they're tools that I wanted to use, but everybody was like, "No, no, we're not. We can't do that. That's scary." You know. So I yeah. I pushed I pushed Google um, on my team really hard the past couple of years. Um, you know, using Google Docs to communicate. Um, 
and and to to, to plan well, things out. And, and that's one thing that can be useful if you use Google for email and docs and everything else. You also get centralized search for all your stuff if you use Google. Apps. Exactly. So yes, it, exactly. That's at least a minor improvement. Yes, exactly. And I mean, for the most part, you know, it would it would be a lot of, um, you know, it would be we use primarily Facebook Messenger to, to talk back and forth. But then when things had to be documented for real, it, I would put them into into Google Docs and stuff. And I've got a, I mean, I've got spreadsheets. I, I know we've talked about spreadsheets. I've got I've got spreadsheets, you know, that I can tell you. The name, date, you know, name, name of each actor, the birthday of every actor. The only thing I don't know is their blood type, uh, but I've got yeah. everything in there. Um, yeah. But another yeah. tool, another tool for communication, because I think it's important that you understand that there's got to be your team communication as far as your management, right? Your management communication, but then you've also got to have your team communication to the to the crew. Yeah. Um, and so we use our Facebook page like crazy. Obviously we have a crew page. Um, but the other tool that we started using is called remind. Um, and remind is a, it's a tool developed for teachers that will allow you to send text messages to, to your, to the parents, like in a, in a school. Um, so you can blast out, you know, you can get all your entire crew signed up on your remind page and then you just send a text through remind and it goes to everybody. Um, that's so it's, a really it's, good idea. I've got it's remind.com for those who are playing along at home. Yeah. Yes, re- remind.com, formerly remind 101. Um, but yeah, it's it's an excellent tool and I know that we had a lot of success with getting our communication out a lot more effectively um, by using that cuz a lot of people just they don't check in on Facebook. Uh, they don't you know, they don't use Facebook as often as right. as I do, that's for sure. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, Remind is good because it goes directly to their phone. They are always, everybody checks, you know, generally people check, change, ugh, check their texts. There we yes. go. Yeah. I've, got a, I've got a voice for radio. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, no, I think that's really cool. I had not heard of Remind, so actually we're going to look at it for our use now. So even with a smaller team, it can still be eminently useful to get everyone on the same page that way. Right. It's, like I said, it's it's very simple, and everybody signs up for it. All they have to do is like, I think they send a text to a certain number or something like that, you know. So it's it's easy for them to sign up, and then it's you know every message I think comes with a little here's how you unsubscribe. So when people start dropping out and they no longer want to hear your messages, you don't have them yelling at you saying I can't get rid of this thing. It's it's simple to get rid of when you want to get rid of it too. Right. Sounds good. Well, I think we're almost out of time, pretty much. I think we're at the end of our illustrious hour. But, man, that, this has been some useful stuff. Well, good. I, I, I enjoy talking haunted house stuff with you. Yeah, it's no, a lot this of fun. Is a, it is a lot of fun. And I will say this. I wish you the best of luck act, guest acting at Hell's Gate. I yes, hope it goes very well. Excited. Very it, excited. Like I said, it looks like a fun haunt. I'm, I'm hoping the second weekend goes better and that they are um, – they, they, Overcome their issues. I think they can. It's just, it, it's always rough when your opening weekend like that is, you know, less right. than ideal. Well, I mean, you know, just think back to Pokemon Go. They oh, weren't God, prepared yes. for everybody getting on their servers that first week. They were open either. You know. Yeah, fair enough. Good at fit in that apt analogy. Apt analogy. Well, James, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. We'll have to have another conversation soon. Always a delight to have you on. Yes. But on that note, everyone. That is Jake's. Yes. 
I'm Jonathan. Yes, you are, James. I'm Jonathan. I'm Crystal. And this was Haunt Weekly, episode number 46, talking about actor management. We will see you guys next time.